2: Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at Shopify.com slash free twenty-two. Shopify.com slash free twenty-two.
3: Everybody and welcome back to the one hundred and twenty-fourth episode of the Tempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane. We're here with my co-host, DG Dalton Garrett. He went down to Gainesville this weekend and got to experience Utah, Florida in person. What a game it was, DG. Uh, Just getting back, man. You got to tell us all about it.
4: Yeah, man, dude. It was. uh, We
3: left Friday.
4: Um, My buddy I went with parents live in Tallahassee, so uh, we were able to stay there Friday night, and then um, got up not too early, Friday or Saturday morning. Got James about ten thirty, eleven, and like you could feel it as soon as you like pulled in, like within a mile or two radius, um, just kind of like the atmosphere of the city. It was kinda of still quiet, but like there was just people everywhere. I mean, like mm-hmm. um like the tailgates were kinda of still slow, you can set up, but like everywhere you turn there were tents. there were cut lines of cars. Um we went we, we swung by one of the uh clothing stores called alumni hall on the way in man, man, and and like there was like a line out the door and they have they just redid it, like, they just added more room it was still like packed, or so we couldn't walk around like comfortably. And um so that was really neat, man. Like I, I went last year to Alabama for the for game and you know atmosphere was damn good for that one too. Um but this one just had a different feel to it, man. um you can of tell like graduates they got like you know, as they went on on like the crowds kind of got bigger like, where we parked, we were like one of the first cars there, but um as the day got on like, it moved on, you know, cars just stay flowing, and, like there's I feel like there was never just like a, a lull in traffic. Like traffic was like constant all day. Um, yeah, man. Uh, like it, it was, it was, it was fun to see like just the excitement around everybody. Like no, and like you, know, you know, typically going to a game like it was a fan kind of nervous and like mm-hmm. have a lot of ex- expectations. But like man, like as much as much tra- trash has been told about for all season, there was like I didn't have much of any expectation at all. It's kind of, you know, hey, we win, we win. If not, like what's the improvement? Like do we look better? Like is a better product than when we finished the season with last year? Um, you know, and you kind of like – it was kind of like a, a, a shared feeling by a lot of our fans, man. Like there was – everyone we talked to was kind of the same way. Like, hey, you know, like the excitement here. We would love to win, obviously. Yes, but if we lose, it's not like a, you know, oh, man, we suck. We're doing – Bailey Napier's not the guy. Like, we all believe. And, I mean, and you could tell by just Twitter over the last three days that the whole – believe Billy Napier is an um, elite coach, going to be a top-notch guy in the school years. Um, mm-hmm. I think people are starting to realize like, he's going to have Florida back a m- much sooner than um, maybe you would think through a normal rebuild. Um, I know one thing, the whole country praises the guy. Anthony Richardson is only here for 12 games and he leaves. Because um, I think if he's back next year, I man, Florida could be um, – I think Florida could be a problem. I, mean, I think we're going to be a problem for people this year anyways, just because. Of how good he is, but mm. if he somehow able to convince them to go back, um, I think the sky's the limit this year. Um, but man, it, it was fun like four people we were in, and it was really shocking, like shocked how many people from Utah were there. Like, yeah, there was a lot in, you know, like, you know, if you're a fan of teams from SEC, like LSU, if we play LSU, like, they're gonna have a good amount of fans there, but that doesn't mean it all from Bad Rouge. Every person we talked to or like we're around from that were Utah fans. Were from Utah. There's not like, oh no, I'm just from Jacksonville and I went to school out there. And I was like, I oh, no, we're from Salt Lake City. We flew in last night. Man. I'm like it, it was it was cool, man, because like they were you you could tell that it was like a, a and, and it, I, I even kind of like a realization at one point like I looked at my buddy I was like man you know what like this is like a bucket list like place for people. Man like mm-hmm. this is a like if you're college football fan this is a bucket list place to be like come at least once it's like I've been lucky enough to go, you know, 10, 15 times through my life. And like some people, this is the only time they'll ever come to Gainesville, but you know, they just yeah. say, Hey, I've been to the swamp. And also sometimes I mean, like a lot of people like you know, want to go see Clemson or right? they want to go see Ohio State. Right? I mean, like I've knocked off Clemson. Like now these people say, Hey, you know I've been to the swamp. And yeah. like I mean, we've seen on Twitter just like couple days, all the Utah people tweeting like I mean, like the swamp is what everybody hyped it up to be. Like it was as loud as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, atmosphere was incredible. Around the city, around the stadium, um, and you know, and, and, we, and, and another thing I really love to see is like the fact that they're like everybody's, like you, you know like ninety nine percent of Florida fans were fantastic people like you know everyone has those fans but it's like sometimes like those fans those those few fans can ruin it for like an entire visiting fan base and man like I know me yeah. and every time we walked up to somebody from Utah like kind of I kind of got here and right? like man like we appreciate all coming out here like. We hope, we hope you enjoy it. like we hope you enjoy being here like, you know that the, the experience is what you heard about and like you know what you expected and um, that was pretty cool. You know obviously once you get to the game like there's shit talking between fans like that's just part of it. Um, but like even my buddy like he was you know yelling and cussing and being crazy like to, get to Utah fans, <laughs> Even even after the game man like there's Utah fans like he was all top, like i was back to during the game like one section over and literally like after the game was over and it kind of cleared out there was still standing there even what we he we even like kinda of talked to them like man like hey look honestly like no ill will at all man like you know that's just football it's just talking a little trash during the game and they were as nice as could be you know man hey, y'all you know only try to get out this way next year when I play us in the opening game in, in, in Salt Lake City and um so it was really neat like seeing um you know a fan base of school that like you know yeah you want to beat them but, like you're not a rival really like like last year man, like yeah. When Alabama or Auburn, or, maybe not even Auburn I mean, Auburn because I don't like consider Auburn really a big rival before Just we don't play all enough. But mm-hmm. everybody hates Alabama could of winning. Um, so like when Alabama comes to town, like there's no like, hey, how you doing? Hope you're having a good time, kind of thing. When else you comes to town, there's no hey, how you doing? Hope you're having a good time, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. sure, You're not, you mean, you're not maybe, but like you, you just don't talk to them. Like, you just kind of hey, mm-hmm. they're here. We're gonna keep, you know, we're gonna do our thing. You do yours. So, so it was cool. I like, just seeing fan base that. Probably the biggest atmosphere they've probably ever been to. Um, get to experience that, um, man. And, and I've been in a bunch of hard games. I've been in a bunch of big games in Gainesville, man. And um, we walked at four forty. We walked over about four fifteen. Dude, and like the streets were just lined with people. Um, I mean, just imagine Mardi Gras on steroids. Like there were so many people. Like they had they had both sides of the street blocks, like to where like it was deep on both sides. Um, up by the stadium was deep. Like, you had people standing on people like there's literally college dudes on other college dudes shoulders it was like packed man like i've never insane. seen so many people and like it had been beautiful all day but then literally like right at like 435 the bottom fell out bro and nobody left like <laughs> like it was packed man like then once the team started coming in like billy obviously got a huge pot like everybody was like oh ah, going crazy when he walked up mm-hmm. and then a died down quietness like literally the entire team, as all of them came in, was just loud as hell. And like the really cool thing was, man, it was pouring out rain, And these guys are our players are like dapping up fans, taking pictures, like
2: shaking mm-hmm. hands, like
4: coming over and like talking to people. It's like, man, you know, like th- this is this is the atmosphere that you want is like a, a fan base to have because, like, you know, everybody knows, as far as problems recruiting, you know, for the last couple years and not really recruiting. Like problems, just like they fall behind Georgia and Alabama. Sure, yep. you're, you know, you're still got top ten classes, but like that's not enough. And you're a top ten class you your fifth in SEC. So it's like you got the cat. I mean, we had an elite prospect list there this past weekend, man. And so like all these kids are seeing all these people. you seeing this, this crowd, and like how even with the bad weather and the rain, like no one left. No one, you know, thought even thought twice about leaving. Um. So the Gator was cool, man. Um. <clears throat> So that end of about five, game started at seven, the gates didn't open to like 5 40. Um, so we got on right about five four, five, six, got in mm-hmm. about an hour before the game started. And dude, like like I said, I've been in a ton of games, man. Like I've never seen the stadium so full as soon as it gets open in my life. Like it was packed out like on both sides fast. Like I other than the opposite end zone upper deck, the whole stadium was full of kickoff. And like that's damn, and that's rare in Gamesville, man, like because it's usually so damn. Hot, wow, like people just gotta take their time getting in, yeah. But, like, and like for the last, you know, during Mullen season, man, like people complain about the, the student section never being full. And, like, forest, student section is like right by the band, is one part, and then like there's like a middle part that's like usually that's the other team's fans, like mm. I like get parents, and then there's another part of the student section. And it was literally deep from the top of or from the bottom of the stadium, literally all the way to the top on both sides. Um, play, I mean, place was rowdy. Um, it is really crazy to say it, that last year, the game, there. There was almost a thousand more people at the game like, in the stadium than there was that night. Because, um, like, the other night was the 10th largest crowd ever, but, like, the largest opening night, like, largest uh, season opener crowd ever. Yeah. It was obviously packed. And, man, and, like, I was telling my dad on the phone about right? it, like, I've been, you know, going to games, like, you've had times where there's pops, you know, or like, there's big plays and it gets loud for like, instances. Man, but the other night, dude, there was never a moment where it was not loud. Um, yeah,
3: you could tell it on TV.
4: I do every time they had the ball, it was loud. Like even when we had the ball, like, even though like obviously it was quieter, there was still a buzz just kind of through the stadium. Um, every time, like, I mean, when we rushed for 285 yards and like I think we had it was, like seven, three yards of carry. so like it was big runner to big runner. Like every time it would pop, like it was like oh oh, every single time. I mean, like um, I was, you know, I was texting you guys, I was texting all the people. So like it's it's. Fun. Fun being there and like feeling that how loud it is, but then like we text people, like people, are like, Hey man, we can hear how loud it is. And it's like, man, that's that's exactly. And, and um, man, the game, dude. Like, I don't know if you can ask a better, better game. Like, I mean, I've been to some. I was telling my boys, like, I've been like, well, I, I haven't. I mean, do the last bad Florida game I went to, like, where it was just not even really fun to watch, was probably like 2014. We play Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Like since then, man, like I've seen us BLSU a go on stand. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen the, the Tennessee Will Greer game where we scored last second. Um, yeah, saw, that was wild. I yeah, mean, like I saw the the Joe Burrow LSU game. I saw the Florida Auburn game the same year. Um, I saw the SEC Championship game two years ago, where it was a six point game. Game like mm-hmm. last year, alabama Florida was a hell of a game. And then this year, like like I've been lucky, man. I've been blessed, but like this is definitely for the for me. Probably the most fun atmosphere. Like, i am never, even though I've been to some really big games, but like this is the first night game I've ever been to in Gainesville. Like, I've been to the night game. Oh, wow. I've never been to a night game in Gainesville. So, my dad was, you know, added added to it. Um, and then just game itself, man. Like, both teams, I mean, like, I think you can definitely say, like, Florida was severely underrated on this game. Now, granted, I'm not putting, you know, any crown on us. I'm not, you know, I don't really think this changes expectations for the season. I think maybe now. The floor might be a little higher than people believe to begin with. Like, I mean, a lot of people out, you know four might be six and six. I don't know how the hell you see that. There's no way Florida loses sixteen. Yeah. Now. Um, because you beat Utah. And now we watched LSU, Florida State last night. And that's two more wins for Florida. Um, and then you still got your other three, two, okay games. So like, mm-hmm. Florida got five games. My, you know, for sure wins already. I don't think you know. Obviously, we'll get. I mean, I made my prediction of that. I said 10 to two. Right now I'm you know, still kinda of off the ground with that.
3: It's looking um, good, DG. It's looking good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like
4: and like I just saw the earlier Kentucky's top three running backs. Not, or like, everybody but smoke is out. Know? Like yeah. Like is suspended, and I don't know what happened to the other two guys, but like other than a Smoke, like they are really not know running back. Um and that's their identity. Like, yes, Will Evans is you know supposed to be a stud, but like Will Evans is not gonna drop back in three hundred and twenty yards get far. It just ain't gonna happen. Not not just throwing it to wide receivers. Now, if they do what, do what Utah did, um, I mean, obviously, Utah threw for like 220, but I don't know if a wide receiver caught more than three passes. Like, everything was to little tight ends, like the little um, rollout. But, dude, like, I think what was really shocking as a first fan was just how well we looked on offense. Like, yes, there were some misplays. Uh, I think there were some missed opportunities and points left on the field. But, like, for a first game in a new system, a couple, you know, new players, put- Players in key positions, like I mean, like new offensive linemen, new running backs, obviously new quarterback, um, new probably number one wide receiver, I think. Um, and man, like they didn't miss a beat. Like that first drive, man. Like we came out and it was big run, like, you know, first play Naquan, eight yards. Next play Anthony 25, 30 yards. Yep. Yeah. Then Naquan pops yeah. another one. Then Montreal pops another. And like, yeah, we fumbled and like it was a group, but like if you look back at the video, it was a hell of a play by the defensive guy. Like, our dude runs that do smooth over. And as he's falling over, like the guy comes inside and he just rips the ball out, like you know, tough play. And like I was talking to my buddy that was at with the game with me, it was like, you know, obviously it's a you know what if type so moment, but like I don't know that if Florida scores that first drive, we might have beat their brakes off, bro. Because like mm-hmm. that place with like the momentum was already there. It was just a home game, big game. But, like if you go out first drive, look that make it look that easy against that group of a team. Um, that place would be right. Because when their first touchdown, they got the ball in twelve yard line. Like they didn't do anything fancy to that drive. Like they got the ball on the ten. Like they should. They better have scored. Like and like they're they're. It was crazy to watch the game in there because like it's and, especially, and then I watched it back again yesterday. Like how similar both offenses were. Like mm-hmm. their big play, like a couple big runs by Cam Rising were like, but like drop back, nobody's open, nobody. keeps quarterback contained takes off. Or, and Thurston obviously had that long touchdown run very similar play, like, they didn't have a spot, they didn't keep contained, and he's just the best athlete on the field, it's like, he's going to score and play like that. Um, but, man, like, it was it was encouraging to see, like, the fact that, like, our identity was, you know, everybody's been talking about identity all year, like, hey, Florida's going to be a heavy-run team, like, probably sixty thirty, you know, 65-35 type thing, and, bro, we've leaned, leaned on the dudes, like, yeah, Anthony, and, like, people, like, I mean, they had, we had 240 yard of offense, and, like, everybody's, like, oh, Anthony Roosha, like, yeah, he had to do it by himself, like, yeah, man, he had a hell of a game, but, like, he had 104 off yards running. The run backs had 178. And like mm-hmm. all three run backs played well. Like one had 45 yards. The other had like 58 yards. The other had 77. Like, and they all had big rushes. Like nobody was. I was talking about, like, we don't, I don't know that we had any negative plays. Like, we didn't have any plays where we lost yards. And if we did, it was like yeah. a yard and a half, maybe. Or we just got some launch screw, we did. He didn't get sacked, which. I think gonna. I think sacking him is gonna be one of the hardest thing people do all year. But like, that's a fact. I mean, like, cause he can roll. Like, you're gonna have to make sure that like, you're gonna have to keep that pocket as contained as possible for him not to get sacked. And even when you do, like, you still gotta bring his ass down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I man, yeah, dude, like, just like the. I mean, as far as game goes, like, obviously we, they went right. We went out right of the field, fumble. They get it, score. We got the ball right back and right, right down the field and scored. Um, and then they kicked the field goals. And then we score right for half time. It's funny, man. I lost my buddy, and I was like, all right, but even the first drive, the drive we scored touch on the first drive, the first time, like it was like third and 14. And I, I was listening to yesterday on TV, and they're like, you know, Anthony Richardson probably not have a whole lot of plays for third and 14 in his book, in his playbook yet. And, man, he draws back and does a dart across the middle, like 25 yards.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: It's like, that's the things that like, we didn't have last year. Emory Jones would drop back, and he run right in front of him, and he doesn't throw the ball. And Anthony Richardson probably missed some throws. There's some throws where guys ran in front of him. Or, when like we had two balls with a deep ball that were wide open, and he just didn't see it. And it's like, that's okay. You know, like, those are things that are going to come. Like, this is his first career start in the game, in Gainesville, top 25 team, top 10 team, and like, no turnovers. He had three touchdowns. He had almost 300 offense. Didn't really only have one bad throw, really, the whole game. And like, didn't get intercepted. It was just like him trying to do too much. Um, he, Honestly, man, he probably left some yards on the field running. Like, there's some times where he shouldn't, like, obviously I don't know how well, like, what, what it looks like on TV, like he does some of the times where he would not pull it. and But the running back, take it, man. But, like, there's it was Rose, literally just him, and the defense has been a one-on-one. And, like, if he keeps it and makes one move, he's to the head, he's to the crib. Like, mm. a cornerback can't stop him one-on-one. But it's like, man, when the offense line's is blocking the way they are and the running backs getting six, seven yards to carry, what the hell would you run the ball? You need him not to get hurt. Let the running back take those hits. Like, and you just do your thing. Like and then you saw, we saw in the last drive of the game, man, like, last year, you know, we get the ball with six minutes left, down touchdown, or down four points, like, there's no confidence in the world. The other day, man, mm-hmm. first game of the season, in the first part, it's like, man, like, we got the ball with six minutes left. I like, we man, like, we, we got a really good chance to win this game. And, bro, like, just methodical, just right down field, good big play after big play. Um, I mean, just, it, it was really impressive. And, like, I just listened to the interview from earlier. And, He's like, man, like he even was like, man, we played with like Saturday, There's a lot of ugly stuff. Like we, we played good, but there's still a lot of ugly stuff. Like we, stuff we can fix. I, you know, like, I had discipline on defense and, you know, being in the right spot, I was lining up correctly, communication. And it's like, if those are the only issues we got after week one, man, like that's a huge win for us. And, and another thing, like people don't notice that aren't Florida fans probably, and you definitely don't notice on TV, man, was just like a whole organization and everything. We, we first like walked on the like when our guys walked on the field for warm-ups. A, a thing that's not really a big deal for most programs or what it was for us, Dude, when they mall here, we didn't wear pads to warm-up. It was literally t shirts and shorts. Yeah. Um, dude, the other night they were fully padded up 45 minutes before the game, ready to rock. And and then like every like, we they formed like two full like bunches of lines on both sides of the field. And they had the four captains in the middle, everybody's stretching together, everybody's doing everything together. Billy Napier literally walks up to every single player on the team, daps them up, hit them on the ass, get moving. Um, Anthony Richardson's running around, getting people high, like, yeah, do do a handshake, like, just like the camaraderie that that just didn't seem like it was there last year. Man, it was there. see it and then like I told my buddy before when we, like, when we came on the field I was like man you know what I was like what's going to really give me hype when we run on the field is if Bill Napier just kind of has like a nice steady job pace but none of the players run past him everybody stays behind him and just looks like a unit bro and every he ran and not a soul ran by him dude and I was like man like I said and I looked at my buddy I said man as much as we hate him I said you know who else does that shit he's like I don't I said you don't see me mm-hmm. run by Nick Saban but Nick Saban runs on the field and his players run behind him because he's the leader of that team and going,
2: yep.
4: Bro, it's like little stuff like that. And, like, you know, that doesn't maybe don't mean a whole lot to people who are Florida fans. But, like, that stuff that, for me at least, is like, man, like, that's encouraging. That's a change from last year. Like, you can see the culture changing in eight months. um, And just, like, overall, like, atmosphere of the game. Like, the players never seem like they got down. I mean, we, we, Florida was down four times. there's four different instances in the game we were losing. And never once did there seem like there was any panic. Yeah, that's like, like that's a huge, huge game, man. Like the fact that you don't have and you got in again, you have inexperienced players in really big positions. So it's like to have those guys come out and not not really look stressed, not look worried about making mistakes, like just going out there and playing ball. Um and it, it was super encouraging as a fan. And, and obviously, you know, to get the win, um, you know, just cherry on top and um obviously it's tough not to say, Oh man, I thought you gonna win this east. Like no. Nah, uh, you know, tamper expectations like nine and three is still a hell of a season when everybody else is pretty. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll looking at our schedule, looking how good Anthony should looked, and seeing some people in our schedule, I don't see three losses anymore. Um, because I, I was a believer in Texas A&M before, definitely not a believer in Texas A&M Saturday. Um, I'm really interested to see Tennessee this weekend, man. Like, Tennessee, yeah, whooped ass on Ball State, but like, Ball State's not good. No. Um, so, we'll see what Tennessee's got this week, man. Really, the only reason I don't say, like, I-, I picked Tennessee, like, I told you the first time. The reason I picked Tennessee the first time was just because it's in the – it's in New
0: Yeah. And right.
4: it should be Anthony Richardson's first away game. Um, like, yeah, last year he played a lot against LSU, but, like, LSU wasn't that good. So, it was, like, it was a rowdy atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, So, seeing how he handled that, I think, will be th- a big thing. But, man, like, I, I was listening to the interview on running backs and – they were asking him, like what it feel like to
3: have Anthony richard's quarterback he's like man when he's a quarterback like we feel like we got a chance in every game we're in because of him so mm-hmm. yeah did you, was- i I, w- I wanted to ask you real quick dj um about the last the last drive all right on the podcast the other night you know i i predicted that utah would score late 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 in the game and walk off and win it and as it's happening man i'm sitting here and i'm like is my prediction really going to come true? You know, I'm like, these dudes, they're, they're driving. Cam rising, stepped up on a big third down and, and uh, made a big scamper and, and everything. And And they get down there and take us through that last play, the pick in the end zone, the swamp, how electric it was, and how were you feeling when that drive was happening?
4: I broke I mean, just from the beginning of the drive, man. Like, everybody, like, obviously, we're up 29 26 going that drive. So I was like, everybody's kind of like, hey, look, they can't, they got it, they, they, they can get a field goal, like, you know, but can't let them score a touchdown. And, man, bro, that push was rocking. And, like, third seven, obviously, he drops back. And it, it was tough because, like, you're obviously no one get beat over the top. So, like, but no, so no one was in the middle of the field. Like, everybody was covering. Like, we, we brought four, mm-hmm. dropped seven. Like, so there was nobody there to get him, man. Like, we all, that, that was another thing, man. Like people might not look at it or not, might if you know if you just watch TV, like bro, like Utah's offensive line was great the whole game. Like we didn't get any sacks. I mean a lot of their passes were obviously like underneath and like quick routes. So like you didn't have a lot of time for sacks. But with a few times that he did drop back, man, like we get there, but like we didn't hold, we didn't keep contained well well. And I, I'm sure that's something you know, Bill Nickers a lot working on it and getting fixed. But like, yeah, man. The play before that, well, he dropped back and threw that ball, and Ventral Miller about picked off the win the game, bro. Like, um, we were in the Austin end zone from the doorway they were driving. So, like, we obviously, like, if in the pick, picks that off, like, I don't know if he even tries to run it back, bro, but, like, everybody on our side, like, I mean, our hearts just, like, hit the floor, bro.
2: <laughs>
4: and, like, literally, my buddy said, you know, he's a good, he played comfortable. He takes, like, he's, he's, like, hey, that man dropped an interception on the last drive. Never, he said, that's always just, like, a sign. Like, mm-hmm. he, said, he said, everybody on the defense's head is probably just going out. wow. Shit, we're probably gonna lose now, or something. and like, um, you know, play after play. Like, they obviously had a few, I think, like one or two time, two timeouts, one that drive, and that was the whole issue, too. I mean, like, they got an extra timeout that we didn't know how they happened. Um, on TV, I heard yesterday they said they got one the back because my helmet fell off, but like, they obviously don't explain that in person, so we're mm-hmm. still confused. As shit If I had four timeouts, but um, a few big plays of our guys, I mean, like, open field. Like, I know Devin Moore, freshman, um, made a big. Tackle tackle on the sidelines to keep it down from inbounds. and made him use last time out.
0: Yeah,
4: um, But, man, when Cam Riley took off for that play and got way down in the red zone, I was like, well, wow, shit, we're going over, Dom. And then it was like, like, they got 46 seconds left. Uh, one time out, like, man, they probably going to win. Because, like, they're, 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 they were, I'm not going to say leaning on us, man, but, like, they were getting a good enough push, and they running back. We talked about last week just yeah. so damn big. Yeah. no one person bringing him down by himself. So, like, if he got to the linebackers, like, it was, it was a one-on-one. The tackle was stopping him. So, like, he was going to fall four for five, six yards. They're playing like, shit, man. Like, they're, they're already on the 25 yard line, like, with 45 seconds left. That's more than enough time. Um, So, I it was, I, I always really texted the boys, like, man, we're going to lose. Like, it's over. Like, There's just no so shot. You know, they're too close. We haven't been able to stop their tight end underneath shit all night. Um, Tackling for us was kind of suspect at times, which, a lot of people, you know, you kind of expect week one because you don't practice tackling for so long because like you mm-hmm. know the guys get hurt, so like it, I mean, you kind of expect it. Um, yeah, I man, like the play before the pick, you know, he, he threw that ball underneath and Ventrillo made a good play to get the guy tackled, and so, it was like what twenty five seconds, twenty two seconds, whatever it was, they dropped mm-hmm. back, and like from our angle, like you could tell there was like really no, like he wasn't running, like there was the, the pocket was kind of in on him, and. He throws the ball. We see him throw the ball. But, like, couldn't tell what happened, like, because where we're at. Like, we could – I was, like, on the right side section of the other opposite end zone. So, like, it was kind of like their offensive line guys were in our way. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't see the ball. But it was, like, on TV, it sounds almost like the crowd instantly knew he intercepted it. But it, in person, it didn't seem like that. Like, it was like he dove, probably caught it, and it was, like, took a couple, couple seconds to do Realize what happened and then bro that place just went nuts. No. And like even then it was almost kinda like, Wait, what just happened? Because like the guy uh Bernie like didn't get up and run like instantly, but all you saw was like the sidelines going crazy and like people just take off running down the middle of the field, like bro, do we just intercept that bitch? And like everybody <laughs> I mean people were high and hugging and like just going that's so, you know how big games are like that yeah. and it was like and then bro, then it was just like holy shit, we are gonna win this game. Like they mm-hmm. like they were in a position to win, and we just like stepped up made a big ass play to win a huge game. And man, like the crowd, dude, like the people around just just like the, I mean, like just seeing the players on solid, I just want to know it's like, you know, like people, are like, oh, it's far; they should expect them. Yeah, like yeah, man, you should. But at the same time, it's like, bro, like that's a big game. Like, this is a culture, mm-hmm. a culture, like the game. Like, yeah, that's your first game as a senior, but it's like, man, like you're already showing, hey, bro, like. I don't even have all my talent yet. Like, these are just – these are the guys that were given to me, and they believed in us in nine months to turn around this. I mean, outside of four people, man, like this is the same team last year.
3: Mm-hmm. We're all
4: starting defense. And there's not a soul on starting defense that did play last year. Like, our starting 11 were all returning starters, except for Damn. one guy, and he was last year. And now granted, we had a bunch of freshman play, like Shamar James played, Kamari Wilson played, Devin Moore played, Chris McClellan. Like We had a lot of guys play that weren't there a lot of guys who maybe did play a lot, but, like, it was a similar team to last year. And then, like, on the offense side, man, like, outside of um, Montrell Johnson, Trevor Etienne, Osiris Torrance, and then uh, Ricky Pearsall, like, it was, a, it was the same guys. I mean, like, obviously, you, the changing quarterback is massive. But, like... Massive. It, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it's it's a team that was, like, experienced playing wise didn't have it. But, like, being on the team-wise, it was a similar team. Man, it's like, so, it just shows, like, how quick or how much talent is there that Dan Mullen just doesn't utilize, man. And it's, like, it's really it's, – it's almost like one of those things, like, like, what if he played Andy Rich last year? Like, yeah, he probably touched his job. But, same time, like, man, you know what? I'm kind of glad he didn't because yep. now you know, we got the guy. Like, and I know we've said that before. Like, we thought the same thing after Dan Wall's first year. But, like, Dan Mullen's ineptitude of recruiting, like, I think obviously, obviously hurt him. Mm-hmm. And literally earlier somebody asked April, like, hey, you know, like, what do you think Frost Saturday night did for recruits? He, he's like, man, he's like, man, if, you, if, if you're a player, like, if you're a student or a actual kid that's at that game, he's a like, forget the game, right? You already get in the top five education to come here. You got top notch facilities that we're just now finishing. You can see a culture we're building and, and you get to play in front of that every Saturday. Like, what else could you ask for, right? Especially if you're a kid who's grown up a Florida fan. Like, if you're a kid in a game, you know, grown up that way. And you've been the games growing up, and now you're recruited getting recruited to come play. I man, like, sure, everybody has big games, and everybody has like big atmospheres. It's like I know a big thing that they want, or that Billy really been preaching. A lot of the guys that have already committed have been preaching. It's like, like we want to do it, but we want to do it for the crew. Like, because I've mean, I already like, 18, 19 kids committed, 17 are from Florida. And it's like that's what we gotta do to like get back to where we're at. Like, yeah, you gotta go get some dogs from other states too, but like, put a fence around Florida. Because if you look, and you look at Alabama, if you look at Clemson, you look at Georgia, where are a lot of their really good players from? From Florida.
3: Yep. And That's so it's like
4: you, you put a fence around – and obviously you're not going to get them all because there's so many kids down there from Florida. But, like, if you get some of the top premium guys from Florida, it turns to burn really fast, man. Like, and honestly, dude, having the best player on the football field every Saturday night is going to be really, really key. Um, I don't know if we're going to play the team all season. I think Andrew's gonna be the best player on the football every week we play. I, mean, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll biased, but like, I just don't know who we play that has a guy better than him, other than maybe Georgia. if Georgia has it, it's because he on defense. Um there's not we don't there's not a quarterback in the SEC that we play as better than Andrew Rich in all season.
3: You wouldn't say that's Dequavius Bennett as no. uh that 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 Stetson, that's Dequavius. <laughs>
4: I mean hey bro, he, he had a hell of a game, right? There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I man. I mean, do I think he's. I think that's a has been a big show that he is probably one. Of, like, he was definitely coming to the season severely underrated. I think he showed, hey, you know yeah. what? Like, last year, like, yeah, maybe I didn't do a lot to win. We had a hell of a defense. But, like, I think Saturday night, man, for him, or almost for Georgia in general, like, hey, we still got defense, but we're going to show you, like, this guy that we believe in and playing our quarterback is not that bad. Like, this guy can win us ball games if we have to have him do that. Um, now, Grant, again, I think Oregon was severely overrated.
3: Um, oh, man.
4: I know, even like, and I saw this my earlier, who's an Alabama fan. I'm like, man, what? Oregon finished like 24th in the last year's preseason, like in the season rankings. So, like, why were they 11th in the country? Like, and no, and there's no, no way in hell they say, oh, we got Bo like, come on, dog. Like, Bo ain't
3: the best man. quarterback out there.
4: Like, their best quarterback. No, I,
3: did you, I don't know if he stays, I, I don't know if he stays the starter for a couple more weeks. I mean, he might when they go out there and they play in the Flag Football League and everything. Uh, But, man, he is the same problem. I I don't know if you saw on Facebook, man, but he had the same problem that he did at Auburn. He doesn't hit the check down, DG. He doesn't. He refuses to. He threw one pick. His second pick, he got read like a book. okay? Uh, His first pick, he took a one-on-one shot. But if if he turns his head, all right, if he scans the field, all right, his running back is in the flat to his right, and he has nobody within 20 yards of him, DG, and it's a big play, all right? But once again, he doesn't hit the check now, man. And, you know, Oregon, they'll probably go out there to the Pac-12. They'll probably get it together. They'll shine out there, win nine or ten games, you know, and have a great year. But uh, that that Georgia and Florida matchup, that cocktail party, uh, it's got a little something extra on it. Now, you know, I was big on Tennessee. Uh, we're going to find out this weekend about Tennessee. They got hit. We saw that backyard brawl, how great of a game that was. Uh, but that, that cocktail party could decide things over there in the East. Uh, that, that's going to be a, a big one. And one thing I wanted to ask you, BG, is what about the play from AR, man? Let me let me take that away. I know he doesn't want to be called AR anymore. Uh, but, but, no, 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 he goes like, by
4: yards, not yard
3: 15. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so, it was the two-point conversion, right?
2: Yeah.
3: Yes. But that's one of the nastiest plays I've ever seen. And then Ahmad Black all right, retweets it because it was, uh, uh, what, what uh, yeah. Body? yeah. And he's like, thank God this dude ain't, ain't on our team anymore or something like that. Uh, dude, that that was one of the baddest plays I've seen in a minute. I mean, it looked like some Johnny Manziel shit for real,
4: bro. Like, man, like, and that that was so, like that was the uh, that was in, the end zone that we were in, man. It's so, like we were right there, um, and bro, like when he when he faked the faked the handoff and like rolled it out. I was like, oh shit, there's two guys, mm-hmm. and like it's almost one of those things like, hey, is he fast enough to outrun them, or can they tackle him one on one in his space? Bro, and he did, like, from where we looked, like it looked like he threw it. Yeah. He's like, he pumped fake, and I literally have no clue, like, how he went through the full motion of throwing it, because it wasn't just like a hook. It was like a, a full throwing motion, and never let go of the ball, and hit maybe the meanest jump spin fake throw shit I've ever seen. And, bro, like, and not only did he do it, but, like, it looked so graceful. Like, there was no, what? like, when he landed, he did stumbled, like, he was like, hey, I've done this shit before. I've done it. Just rolled out. And, like, the dude that he threw the ball to and when I say was literally just standing. the court ends up just like this, just waiting for the ball I was just like all right here. Boom. And,
3: and, and then he like, threw a dart. He threw a laser beam. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: man, so like obviously we went nuts, man. It was like, I don't know if you I, I don't know if you saw the video. So like Florida's new like media team, man, like is top notch. They they literally posted a video of on the sidelines. It was like uh, the co- coach's view of the two point conversion. It was literally a camera that was just like focused on Billy Napier during that play. And then it was like, you could even see like his fan just kind of like, like his, him being a fan of Anthony Richard. Like when he did the little pullback, like he kind of like did like little. <laughs> and like I shit. He threw the ball and he just like, let's go. That's my quarterback, baby. And man, like, I don't even know, man. Like, I literally had one of my buddies literally as soon as have he text me. He was like, bro, that's some NFL street shit. And I was like, yeah, it really mm-hmm. is. Like, that's not something that's normal. And then like uh after the game, they asked uh they asked Billy April, like, you know, like, what do you think about the two-point conversion by Anthony? He's like, Man, he said, like he does that in practice. Like he's practiced that play in practice. And then they asked, asked Montreal Johnson, they the running back, he's like, Hey, you know, we went, like want we know like, how many times have y'all watched the the two-point conversion. He's like, Well, he's like, yesterday in, in meeting he's like, We watched it seven times as a team on the in the in the in the D room. And he's like, We were all just like like kept rewinding and just like like dude like how the hell did you do that <laughs> it's like it's it's one of those things like it's like man like now you 1000 percent understand like where the hype is you know what I mean? like going to the season like last year everybody was like, oh embra jones oh, he's top 25 25 but we had never seen it like we had never seen Ember Jones do anything mm-hmm. this year at the original season it had all this hype and he had a few games last year we saw okay this guy's special when he's he to opportunity and now it's like, okay, now he's got the full range. There's no quarterback competition. There's no one on our team that's even close to him. So it's like, hey, you make mistakes, it's okay. We're riding with you through the end, baby. And like, you mm-hmm. can tell that he just looks so much freer. And he even talked about after the game. like, like you know, football drives drive, I was nervous. You know, I missed a few throws. Like, he's a high deep ball to uh, uh, Justin Shorter. The guy was beat by three steps, and there was no safety. He actually didn't look his way fast enough. Um, he said, but that's something we am fix. And then they asked him, like, you know, like, in 20, you know, 15, 20 years, like, what, what, are, what are the things you're what are you going to look back on, like, in your first start, you know, in, in the swamp? He's like, my, the misreads the I made. And it's like, mm. if, that's, if that's what you're looking back on after all the shit you did, bro, yeah. like, you're special. Like, we got us one. And, like, it sucks, man, because, like, at the same time, I, as a Florida fan, all summer, it's kind of like, I mean, like, how good do we want him to be? Do we want him to be otherworldly like he's supposed to be? And I'll still just go ten two because we just might not have the talent yet to beat other people, like beat Georgia or beat Alabama or something. Mm-hmm. Or we want him to just be mid, be average, and let's go like seven to five and like see the flashes. Like, oh, hey, like when he's really good, like when he's good, he's really good. But like, there's also like the immaturity stuff. And like, just still hate the inexperience. And like now, it's like, bro, like I don't know that he he would have to just suck and just play god awful from here to the end of the season to not be a top fifteen pick, mm-hmm. like. Someone's gonna take a chance on him strictly based off high, how high his ceiling is. Like, you think about a couple years, ago, by no means am I saying this dude gonna be Josh Allen, but people that's a lot of people comparing it to. And it's
3: like
4: yeah. Josh Allen played in Wyoming, so like he didn't beat people. Anthony is gonna have a whole season playing playing SEC. If you get to the end of the season, this one's gonna go ten and two. Yeah, bro, you're a top 15 pick, maybe higher than that.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's like I agree.
4: It's it sucks, man, because like we don't have a guy behind him, so if he does leave this year, like we are in a weird we're gonna be kind of a tough spot.
3: Yeah, and but the transfer portal can fix that.
4: Yeah. yeah, but it's like but I don't yeah, man, mean obviously there's gonna be probably something that portal I don't know about yet, but um man, like we talk about recruiting and like really how good his class is looking. His biggest recruiting job is gonna be trying to talk to that's on the gun and come back. And I just, I just I don't know what it's gonna take, like what's you hey look man, cause I, I think what helped is the fact he's from Gainesville. And so it's like if in the end of the season we go to 10 2, let's say we lose to Georgia by a touchdown, or right? they beat us by football, and it's like a damn good game. Mm-hmm. And then like we just, you know, we lose, then we to lose a Texan m or lose somebody else random. Or maybe we lose Tennessee and Georgia. I don't, I don't know. Whoever we lose to. Mm-hmm. in like, the end of the season, you know, Farr goes to the outback bowl or to Chick-fil-A bowl or something it's decent but not great. Have a you know, and Anthony Richard has a phenomenal year, or has a good year, but not like a, oh god, this dude's the best player in the country career, kind of but he still projects a top twenty pick. Like, I would be curious to see like, does Billy Napier even like, does he try to convince him? Like, hey, look, man, like, we got a lot of cats coming back. Like, there's a lot of young, talent on the team. Yes, we're losing a decent amount too, but we got a lot of you know, a lot of guys are coming back are junior, sophomores, freshmen, and we're bringing a good. What I think is going to end up being like top seven, top probably top six class maybe. Mm-hmm. And like, if you come back, bro, you're the best player in college football. You know, like I don't know, that there's anybody close. I'm like, yeah, you got kill Williams, you got Pike Quinn Ewers, like are gonna be in the same class, mm-hmm. but those cats ain't doing what is doing. Like, Cale, we've seen Kill Williams for two years, man. Like, he didn't look that much better today than he did all last year at Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one game. Game It's hard not to get crazy hype. Before I get another big one this week, man. Like, you got Kentucky. Like, it's not like you're going from yeah. Utah and you got a couple weeks to you know enjoy the way like. You enjoyed the win Saturday night, probably a little bit yesterday, but like now, hey, it's Kentucky week, SEC Blaze this week. And if you win this game, though, I mean like you beat Kentucky, I think other than Tennessee, you're going into the cocktail party at the worst at six and one. You be if you beat yep. Kentucky. And if you beat Kentucky in two weeks, you got a big ass game against Tennessee. Who I mean I'm praying to the God they're undefeated. I don't want I me mean, like I do I love to see him lose the pit, but at the same time I like, Man, you know what? It's bigger for us, if they do beat pit. And it's
3: like they should beat Pitt. They should beat Pitt. I still don't know. Yes. I still don't. I still don't know about Tennessee's defense though, because how much did we really get to see against Ball State, you know? And yeah. um, I don't. I, it's hard to. It's hard to judge that. But one thing about Pitt though, that you know, you you talk about uh, their secondary, man. Their secondary played really well in the backyard brawl. And West Virginia really likes to throw it around. And we know how good their front seven is. Their defensive line and their linebackers are crazy talented. Uh, They were on JT Daniels all night, wasn't night. But a lot of people questioned their secondary DG, and their secondary stepped up. Um, And that's one thing in this matchup that's going to be key, because we know Tennessee's going to want to go. They're going to want to spread it out. They're going to want to throw down the field, take deep shots. Uh, and, and that's, you know, Josh Heifel, he wants to air it out. So, that's going to be a big-time matchup. And like you said, man, if Tennessee wins that game, y'all beat Kentucky, we got a showdown, all right? But I think y'all get a cupcake in between there, right? Yeah, we play South
4: Florida, yeah.
3: Okay, South Florida, yeah, yeah. So, so you, you if you beat Kentucky, right, you're going to be 3-0, all right? And they will be undefeated, 3-0. And it's in Knoxville, and that's probably going to be College Game Day. Um, I haven't really looked at the schedule. I don't know what the other big games are that week, but I mean Tennessee and Florida, if they're both undefeated, I mean, you know, I mean that's gotta that's a game day atmosphere. It's it's at least going to be the SEC uh, game day destination. So. Um, man, one thing, one thing I wanted to ask you, DG, is coming off a big win like this against a quality top 10 opponent in Utah. Okay. Uh, a, a, an opponent that a lot of people thought that, you know, I mean, well, I shouldn't say thought, a lot of people think that are going to, you know, win the Pac 12. Uh, they still have a shot at the playoffs. I'm not going to say that they're out of the playoff picture just yet because, uh, if Florida keeps winning. Hey, you know, on the road and you lose on a last-second play. Uh, So, I'm not going to say that their playoff chances are shot just yet. But with that type of quality win, man, in week one for Florida, how does Florida avoid a trap in this week two against Kentucky?
4: Man, I think that is the biggest difference between Morgan. I think that's going to be where we see the biggest difference between Dan Owen and um, Billy Napier. Last yeah. year we were like last year we lost out when everybody was like oh far you know, is still a top ten team of the lost and the next week we came out and beat the break off of Tennessee. Nope. Okay, hey, maybe far is legit. And in the next week you we play Kentucky, who was a four 0 at the time. And you're just coming off a big win to prove that oh yeah, we are pretty good. And we go out there and get beat twenty to thirteen and have eighteen penalties and fifteen false starts. Like we're not gonna like as far as, I think the days of us beating ourselves on stupid stuff are over, and that's another thing I noticed so I didn't mention. We have five penalties, two are on holdings on kickoffs, one was a holding on the running back early in the game, and we had only, I want to say two false mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, yeah, sure, well, we'd love to get rid of those penalties too, but like, man, if that's all you're getting, five penalties for 33 yards, and none of them are super crucial, like, oh god, we you know, had a passion on a huge player got yeah, rough in the passer, or targeting like there's and there's no extracurricular stuff. Like there's a few times where like you know our guys and their guys are mass face masks to face back that's just football. You're gonna talk smack. Yeah. But like there's a couple like, there's a couple hits that were pretty good. Like I know I like, wanted to drive Cam rising took one down the sidelines and he kinda got tackled awkwardly on the sidelines And, like last year our guys would have got up with a smack even though he shot forty yards. Our guy got up helped Cam rising up went back to the side like went back to the huddle. And I was like I oh, hell yeah like maybe we have changed like and again that's something that someone's not a far fan probably doesn't notice or really think that deep into or care about. I like, mean, like, those are things last year, bro. That like, didn't happen. And and you could think that thing back three two years or three years ago, whatever, whatever COVID year was. What cost us the season? The motherfucker do a
3: shoe. Do a shoe, like, DG.
4: <laughs> that, That's that's undisciplined. That's that's like that's the stuff I think Billy really, Nate. Like obviously, you know, emotions get caught up in in, in situations and things happen, but like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you're going to have more in a, in a, a more emotionally driven game than you desire tonight mm-hmm. and nothing like that happened there was no there's even a video of him, like of the guy who got the pick literally sprinting down the field with his teammates and like you see him unbuckling his helmet and like he like like pulls it off like just, just bare off his head and I like, realize oh shit it's a penalty and puts it right back on and just runs it on and it's like that's that little thing right there man It's like that's the stuff you notice there's like the difference between last year and this year I don't think doing it going to like he literally came out in the press conference earlier and said, like, hey, look, I just want to say, you know, nobody's crowning the Gators yet. Like, we ain't done nothing. Like, the Gators got a lot of work to do to get ready for week two. Um, yeah, you know, winning this game was huge. Beat new talks is great. But that game's over with. It's time to move on. We got a lot of things we need to fix for us to be successful and for us to reach our goals. And it's like, man, like, hey, Moe didn't say that kind of stuff. And like You know, that's that's basic, that's basic typical coach speak that normal coaches would say. Damn, Mullen didn't say that kind of stuff. Damn, oh, yeah, we did this. Ah, just didn't talk about that kind of stuff. Man, it's like, bro, something that small. And then they asked Montreux Johnson. Dude, had a first game in long, first SEC in his career. It was, I mean, the freaking summit last year. Dude and I started running back for Had 11 carries or nine carries for 70 yards and touchdown. His first yeah. drive, he fumbles. So, I mean, he a hell of a game. Had a huge block on uh, the fourth and three in the last drive of the game. Bro, they asked an interview earlier. Like, hey, you know, like first game of swamp, massive atmosphere. Here's that biggest game you probably ever played in. What's like in 15, 20 years, you're, you're talking to your kids, like, what are you going to tell them about? Like, or what are you, like, what's the first thing that's going to come to your mind? Like, my phone.
3: Mm.
4: Like, bro, like, the little things, man. Like,
3: culture little, change.
4: Yes, man. Like, little things like that, man. Like, not, oh, Walker, well, touchdown in front of 90,000 people. I know, like, you know, he he's thinking about, hey, like, what, what could I? What did I do wrong in the game? What can I work and get better? And then they asked, like, you know, hey, like, what are some things you can work on this week? And Bryce, like, well, he's like, me and Coach already talked about. I need to work on a drill. He called it something. He's like, where, where I'm falling to the ground, I'm trying to keep my balance, and instead of keeping the ball here, I keep the ball tucked up high. He's like, because that's what happened. He said when I was falling down. I had the ball down here, and the guy just snatched my hand. He says, well, I'm gonna work on this week. Keep keep my balance on one arm, holding the ball high. To where now I'm just ripping it out of arms. And it's like, bro, oh, like this dude's talking about what he's impressing. With, like. From one small mistake, play that fantastic game outside one play, and that's all he's worried about.
3: Did you, like, you you know who Billy Napier used to coach for, right?
4: Yeah, and I can't do. That's why I love every second of it, bro. And it's like <laughs> as much as I as much as I can't stand out, Alabama, man. It's like I think you know, and, and I think that's what's so exciting. It's like you look at the two, in my opinion, best coaches in college football probably right now that uh, kept. Uh, Kirby Smart and Martin, Xavier—all probably the best coaches. They've got the best programs. They recruit better than anybody in the country. And Billy Napier and is doing the exact same shit they did when they first got their schools. Yep. And it's Florida, man. It's not like he's doing the shit the exactly It's gonna take a little while to recruit. Yep. It's gonna take a recruit, man. Like I don't know if this. I don't know if we have a quarterback. Like I said obviously the portal can help. But There's not a quarterback. We didn't get a quarterback in this class just because I don't think he had time to build relationships fast enough to get an elite guy for this class. Yeah, these. Yeah, he's like the tenth best quarterback in the class, like serviceable. Is he first? Been, like starting the first? Good, probably not. But like, you got, I think, three of the top five receivers in the state of Florida committed. You have the number two defensive lineman in the state of Alabama committed, like number sixty overall. You're in the running for the best cornerback in the country. You're in the running for the best defensive in in the country. You're in the running for two the best interior lineman and the best linebacker in the country. And, like, it's not that you're just in the running. We've all just been in the running. But it's like, you hear from all these big-time recruiting people that have, hey, but the guy, Keon of the is like, hey, Alabama's probably leading right now, but Florida's right on their ass. Like, they there on their neck. No.
3: It's
4: not, it's, it's not as big of a lead for Alabama as people think. And, like, the same as the two kids from Carver. A lot of people think they're, they're going to go wherever they, they're going to go to the same place together. And they had never visited Florida until. The end of July, where we had our little cupcake, and now people are saying, "Hey, Alabama farm, Alabama yeah. farm in Georgia." It probably doesn't come down to it. it's like, and that's before Billy Napier coached a game in Gainesville, bro. That's just simply based off what they saw in the facilities, what they saw in like his game plan, like his plan for the future. And now mm-hmm. you're finally gonna say, "Hey, like look what he did in nine months, and now, let's is this season, bro." If Florida goes nine and three or better, that's huge. The recruiting class. Is already number nine in the country. We probably mm-hmm. possibly finished top five, and like that's crazy to think. But it's like there's still some big enough guys out there that we can still land or possibly flip. Where it's like, man, like hey, these dudes believe in a neighbor neighbor then I think right now, if you had to ask me based off just like interactions on Twitter and just like what the kids retweeting, I think we're leading for like next year quarterback. There's a guy named DJ Lagga at Texas. I think we're leading for him right now, so He's a moment duel trainer the country. I think right now it's between Florida and Texas a Like, obviously, he's a long way away from committing or signing. Mm-hmm. But like, those are the kind of we know, man. You got to be your quarterback has to be the your class. You get top tier quarterback, big dogs want to come play with that guy. Yep. So if you get this kid to commit early next spring, he recruits for you. Like, yeah, you still recruit but, like, hey, I'm going Gainesville. Let's be guys who bring bring Gainesville back to what it used to be. Like mm-hmm. Billy Napier, is a coach, he's already changed the culture in one season there let us be that culture that wins that championships that gets out, like, that gets back to competing, to where, like, Florida Georgia is Florida Georgia again. And, like, I mean, even the last year, like, Florida Georgia still been the game to decide the East, but it's, like, it hasn't had that feel. I guess I like, had, like either, each year, they yeah. go, okay, hey, Georgia's the favorite this year, they're probably going to beat Florida. Georgia's the favorite. Then the year we had Kyle like hey, the, Florida, the game's probably the favorite winning win this game. Like, so even the game's have decided the East, to be like one year, it's like, okay, this is number one or this is number five or number six, and we don't know who's going to win. This is a pick Like, hey, this is going to be a ball game. And, like, like I think Billy Napier is – and we, you even said it when he first got hired. Like, you think – you know, I think it's going to take two years. And, man, only reason I say two years, and I agree with that, is just because we don't know what the quarterback situation will be next year. But if he can get yeah. to anti-Richardson come back somehow, him, it takes a year And Florida's back. Yeah. You know, and, like, I think people are realizing that really, really fast. And that's, that's something that's even more encouraging. And then, like, the fact that you see, like I said, you listen to his interviews, you listen to his post game, you listen to what he said today. And there's no, like, yeah, he's like, hey, you know, we won a great game, blah, blah, blah. It's time to move on. We got a lot of stuff to work on. Not, oh, hey, we did this great, we did this great. Like, they even asked me, hey, you know, can you point out a thing that we did good and one thing we did bad or anything we need to work on. He didn't, he didn't see a lot of play. He didn't single out drive. The thing we did good was like we had a good team morale. The guys, you could tell the guys we wanted to fight. There was no like, oh uh, well, we had, we ran the ball really well. I like, wish we did, but like he didn't bring that up because like he's like, hey, you know what? I want this. I want y'all to keep this in perspective. Like we ain't want shit. We need one. We want one game. We can still win one eleven. You know, what I'm saying like, and that's that's so far. I think the big difference you see in him and from what we had last year, man, and just like, um. It's it's crazy. Like going like Saturday, for example, man, like <clears throat> you got a team that people projecting six and six, seven and five, eight, and four. Like nothing really better than that. And the place was packed. Like the place, like, you know, if you got a team that people were projecting a six and six, like you expect high, ah, you know, probably be that like crowd. You know, yeah, like it'd be a nice crowd, but not what it was. And it's like, man, like mm. just imagine if four gets back to being like far, like when Tebow was there and Unfortunately, contrasting you know, that we miss it we with contrasting you know, them because like the Kobe crap, but like Florida hadn't been Florida like crowd wise since Tebow. Because, like, yeah, I, th- I think we were getting there with Will Greer, but obviously, the whole thing when happened, League so, like, <laughs> in the and all are getting spread and transfer like that. So, like, that sucked. We haven't had like the atmosphere where it's like 90,000 plus every single week in a long time. Mm. And last week, there was 90,000 plus, largest crowd season, like, largest crowd for season over ever. This week, you we play at seven o'clock again. That bitch is gonna be rocking again. Like there's not gonna be any slack off in the crowd. Um, and again, it could be more, man, because like now you've got momentum. Now you've shown, hey, we are not what people believe we were. Um and so it's just like, you know, it's it's gonna be a fun season. Like uh, again, expectations are still not crazy high. Like, yeah, I don't see us finishing any worse than nine and three. But Anthony Rich is going to have bad games. Like, he's human. You know what I'm saying? He's an international yeah. player. He's not going to come out and look like Superman every week. Um, so, it's going to come down to, like, can the guys around him step up when he doesn't play his best? Yeah. Now, really, and it's, it's wild, this is, because of how good he looked and the fact that he, I mean, he did this on SEC office Player a week. But he didn't throw the ball, like, exceptionally like, He was 17 for 24 for 160 yards. That's a mediocre day. You know what i Like, yes, he made big throws when he needed to make big throws, and he made he may play. When the plays were there to make, like, again, there was two deep balls. That if he throws, we beat their brakes on. I think. And, like, you just didn't yeah. see him because it's an experience. It was like, he's only going to get better, and that should scare the living shit at everybody in the country.
3: Yeah, DG, uh, man, I know you're excited. It was a huge win, uh, an exceptional game. Man, I, I got lucky because my Auburn Tigers uh, had a lightning delay, um, uh, and it but it monsooned in Auburn, and uh, the second half it didn't come back on until like ten o'clock Saturday night. So, um, you know they they had to play a quarter, and Auburn just turned around and handed the ball off, man. And you know they were just trying to get out of there without getting anybody hurt. So uh, I actually got to watch the the second half of the. Florida Utah game right there. So I was blessed uh, with the lightning uh, rain delay uh, with Auburn and Mercer. But uh, man, huge performance from Florida, Uh, huge, huge victory. Billy Napier, uh, I've told you from the get go that that I thought he was just uh, the best hire in the offseason. Look, I love Brian Harson, DG, but I really wanted Billy Napier at Auburn. And I was upset about that because he interviewed and so, you know, look, he was open about it. He said that the boosters at Auburn just, you know, it, there wasn't full control there. And so, you know, I, I've always thought very highly of Billy Napier. He is a uh, saving guy. He coached with Saban, and, and that's why I'm high on him. And I think Florida, I think, I, you know, I, I said last week in the in the uh, preview, I wanted Anthony Richardson to show me what he was about, and he did that. He did that, and that's what I was wanting to see. That final drive, uh, you're in your first start at the Swamp, and you're clutch like that, man. You, you He had a fourth down play, all right? Like you, you mentioned earlier, clutch, all right? Uh, the two-point conversion, clutch. Uh, just every, every single time when Florida needed a big play, he was clutch, man. And uh, I just think there's a lot of excitement there, and uh, – you know, Florida's on a roll, man, especially if they win this one uh, this Saturday against Kentucky. But, DG, before we get out of here, man, I wanted to ask you, there, there's a big slate of games coming up, and we're going to do another episode this week, maybe two, I don't know, uh, whenever we can get free right here. But, man, I wanted you to give me one game that you're really excited about. It can be inside the SEC. It can be outside of the SEC. But give me one matchup this Saturday that you're really looking forward to.
4: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, far is huge. I, mean, I kind of talked about that a second ago. Um, so, out of the other big ones, man, like, um, you know, on paper, against like, you know, program-wise, Texas looks like a huge game, but I, I don't foresee that one being a good game. No. Um, I think Texas can maybe keep it close for a little while, but I just think Alabama's yeah, just too good. Um. One is kind of sneaky good, man, I think BYU-Baylor. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. Um, I know a lot of people like in the Big 12 and just in national media.
2: In general, um,
4: mm-hmm. a real big in Baylor. A lot of people have them in the Big 12. Some people have them in the playoffs. Um, I think Baylor's really good. I mean, we saw last year they lost. Like, they they lost the Big 12. No, they went to beat going State, but they beat going State for the Big 12 championship. And they had like been, they had only had the quarterback that played the Big 12 championship and only started like four games, mm-hmm. and now he's the guy. Um, nobody kind of like intuition. There's nobody looking over his shoulder. He's not looking over his shoulder to try to beat somebody Out like he's a quarterback. Um, it's at BYU, so like you know, late game, late kickoff for them, different time zone. BYU, I think BYU is one of the teams, I don't think they're ever going to just be like winning that championship good, but they're always going to have athletes, they're always going to be well coached. Like they're like, like I've heard you say a thousand times, they're always about it. Like they'll schedule you anywhere they want to play, bro. That's a fact. They'll sign up, they'll sign up, they'll line that shit up, they'll run up against anybody they want. Um, so you respect that. Man, and so it's like that's a huge game um for both teams. Really, like if Baylor wins, obviously it's a big win game for them. Mm-hmm. But when they lose, it's like oh crap, are they not as good as we expected? The Big Twelve, I don't think is great. Um, Oklahoma's gonna be good like always. Oklahoma State defense gave up forty-five points to Central yeah. Michigan. Thank
3: you, David Mason. <laughs> like
4: it, it, I saw it earlier, like is Oklahoma State back to the old Oklahoma State where they're gonna beat people fifty-eight to fifty-five every week, and it's like, but is that a good thing? It's like no, because you're not gonna outscore score to like Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State. it's like so um I think that was my, my big game, Baylor, Baylor, BYU. I'm looking forward to that one. Um hopefully I'll be able to stay up. I know it's a late kick off. So I hope I don't, you know, get too tired and be like, oh man, and fall asleep. But uh, outside of the other, you know, the three SEC the three bigger SEC games we have. out Texas, Florida, Kentucky, and then Pittsburgh, uh, Tennessee. I, I like I like that Baylor game, man. And then, Another sticky one is not ranked first, right? But it's, it might not be getting a lot of hype, which I know mean, we'll, we'll get to talk about this later in the week. I think Arkansas Cincinnati. I mean, Arkansas uh, South Carolina is yeah. a good game. Um, I think Arkansas came out of the night and kind of showed, like, hey, like, we're, we're, we're pretty good. Like, I don't know if they're – again, I think – I don't know. I kind of play on drinking the cool way just from, like, the media all season. KJ Jefferson is not as good as funny was. Um, he can't throw very well, man. Like there's a couple throws he had that were just not great throws. This guy just made really good plays on. Him. But he's I think he's what you will maybe thought Anthony Richardson may be. Mm-hmm. I think like he could run well, but he doesn't have the arm. Talent. And like I think obviously Anthony Richardson is gonna outrun you and he's gonna throw the ball over he wants to as he progresses and matures and gets better. But like KJ Jefferson's been the quarterback for two years now. Like you should you should if there's gonna be improvements in your throwing game, like we should have seen him Saturday and, and the Few throws I saw him make, they were not just dink and dunk like out of the backfield or underneath routes, like weren't great throws. Um, so I think that's interesting. Spencer Rattler did look good in his own game in South Carolina. Um, kind of went back to the old ways of trying to do too much, I think. Um, trying to be the superstar. Um,
3: he keeps his, hey, he keeps his eyes on the rush, man. He keeps his eyes on the D line yes. if you're watching. Um his head is down. It's like he loses track of his receivers and he's focusing on when can I take off and run. And I was yeah. actually listening to the Spurs up show with Steven Garcia, and Steven Garcia said the same thing. That is his accuracy was a concern, but his biggest concern with Spencer Rattler was him wanting to do the same thing that Bo Nix did at all. It was leave the pocket before you had to leave the pocket, and he focuses on the rush way too much, man.
4: Yeah, I think Arkansas, Arkansas defense line, and linebacker core is pretty solid. Their front set is not bad. And so, like, if you see that on film, like, they might bring the house a little bit. Um, again, I mean, going into the season, I was a big believer in Arkansas, and I don't, I don't even really necessarily think it was because of K.J. Jefferson. I think K.J. Jefferson was good enough to win games, but I also am a big believer in their defense. They got dogs, and like mm-hmm. they just put like it, it's kind of crazy. Like they play like almost like you would expect them to play. Like they play like you expect Arkansas, like a bunch of hogs. I mean, it mm-hmm. sounds so stupid, but it's like they do. <laughs> they, like, it's like they kind they kind of play like, like, like Sam Pittman just looks like really dogs about this. Yeah, like they don't they don't they just seem like they you could. Definitely tell Dave, like, taking on old identity of our coach. Like, yes, he just it's, seems it's, like somebody who's all, who's all about power. beating it's, your ass. Yes. Like, just beating your ass in the trenches. Yeah. And that's all he's about, man. You can see it. And, like, they're good on the defensive line. Their offensive line is good. Um, KJ Jefferson, I think, you know, is good enough. My th- I mean, I think if you run the SEC quarterbacks now, like, after week one, like, he's probably not your top five. Um, but he's still serviceable. Like, I think he's going to be good enough to win games. But, it's gonna come down to it, is he good enough to win big games and South Carolina like they're they're one of those teams that people are like oh they're gonna come out like Shane Beamer is gonna be a great coach like, okay well hey prove it let's see what you got this yeah. this is your first prove it game you won a few games last year you probably shouldn't won or that you maybe didn't expect to win but show us that you've got better because Saturday night wasn't it you struggled with Georgia State you gave up twenty one to
3: Georgia State you only- yeah you scored two scores off a of Beamer ball bro like. We, so like show me something Saturday.
4: And, and and that's and again, obviously being a Florida fan of being at the game and like I mean you can back me up because you watched the game and you saw it in the it's like, bro, like if you struggle with Georgia State, like you're not, not beating
3: Florida. Like, yeah, hey, ask me hey, we struggled with Georgia State last year. We had to score on fourth and fourth and nine. Uh with yeah, TJ yes. F- we, I mean, Georgia,
4: hell, Georgia State's a good Southern Belt Belt team, but like really like yes. a Like that shouldn't be a, uh, an issue. And so it's like I don't know. I mean, like again, kind of going back to Florida, like just looking at the schedule, man. Like LSU, Florida State, both trap.
3: That was. the um, that you know, just, was terrible last night, and all these, all these people on social media and everything, they're like, "Oh man, Florida State looks so much more improved." They might have looked a little bit more improved. Like I like their run game and their offensive their line, and line. they got a couple guys on the defensive line, but. How good is LSU? Because I think LSU is terrible. All right, and a lot of people come at me when I when I posted our my podcast episode of LSU going six and six, and they were like, "Man, you're crazy!" Like I see eight nine wins, and I'm like, "Where?" All right, because let's be honest, Jaden Daniels, the first three quarters, all he wanted to do was play backyard football and run around the yard, and uh, you know, I, I just. I don't. I don't think LSU's good. Their running game's not great. Uh, Keishawn Boutte has already checked out. See you later. Uh, he he just he isn't with the program. You know, like he, he just felt like he doesn't want to be there. Uh, honestly, that's how I felt. I felt like he half-assed things, and I and I hate to say that about a kid, man. But look, when you're when your guys are fighting and they're in the trenches, I expect you to be in the trenches too. Okay, and. You can get all pissy because you're not getting the ball and everything. Uh, but, hey, let's let's work our ass off and let's be a good teammate and, and let's work a little harder to get the ball. And then when they do throw the ball to you, you don't even catch it. All right? So uh, how good is LSU? And um, I just thought it was a very bad brand of football last night. It was hard to watch, man. It, it really, really was. It was hard to watch. Uh, just the, the mistakes, the muff punts, and then – Florida State down here on the goal line, uh, what are you doing? You know, know, I I, I don't get it, man. I I don't get it. Um, The one positive, like I said, is I do like Florida State's run game, and Jordan Travis is a dog, bro. Like, I I had my doubts about him. Dog. He, that ball he threw on the targeting penalty, an absolute dog, all right? Um, I I am a big believer in him, and – I do think it was a big win for Florida State. But I, I had to go off on that little rant right there about LSU, man. That uh, that performance last night, and then Brian Kelly at halftime, just acting like, you know, he was like, well, I don't know if we could play any worse. But, like, well, this is my first game, so I don't really know. You know, and I'm like, that's not the answer, dog. Like, that, that, what is that, you know? Um, and and- I'll tell you, bro, I told, I told, I told you when he got hired, bro.
4: He Him and Jim Fisher. The next two coaches that fired at the SEC. And it might have been a bull take, but like, they're not going to sit around at LSU. We know this. Like, Edward's our one, I changed two years ago. he said, Hey, look, you have one bad season. Get the fuck out. Like, you're not good enough. And I think it's really another thing that's going to bother the hell out of LSU fans is if Billy Napier continues to look good at Florida. Because everybody, we made what looked like the home run hire based off name, but we didn't get the better coach. And it's like, that's a that's a lot of a lot of pressure on Brian Kelly. I, I, mean, I, I don't care if they good, I hope they suck all the time because I L S U, but it's like, like I hope they give him time Like to me, like no coach coming in and changing the culture in two years, typically. Like mm-hmm. maybe not even change the culture, but it's, it's tough it's tough to, it's tough to win after two years. You know what i mean? Like you don't have your player. That, like that's the same thing with Brian Harsin. Like I I mean I hope Auburn gives him another year if he only goes to or four. It's like mm-hmm. you 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 saw a bit of improvement, like but it's still not his guys. Like He don't have his guy there yet. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Brian Kelly, like two years is not a time or however long he may stay there. But it's like, if it doesn't – now, granted, again, Bill Napier is blessed. Like, he has an – like, yes, that's a great part. Like, hell of a quarterback to get to start a career with at Florida. So, like, him alone is going to win you five games, six games, just by himself probably. So, it's like, now I can use out scheme and out-coach three more people. Yeah. Brian Kelly not have that opportunity like, yeah. Doesn't have a quarterback, but like they're not
3: going to be patient, man. Like, again, they're already on his ass. Did you see Twitter today,
4: bro? They won that championship 2019, fired against Sam that won that bitch 2021. Like, they're not,
3: they don't care. Their their fans are already dogging him. Like, they're like, hey, you know, we don't agree with your response out of half. Like, uh, you know, just what is going on, man? The players, they half assed things last night, and I don't know. I don't know, man. I just think LSU, I think they're finishing last in the West and people can talk all about my Auburn Tigers all you want to, man. But I know we have dogs on defense and uh, with with the way Robbie Ashford played Saturday night, we all wanted to see him in game action. And he stole the job from TJ Finley, man. Like I know they were playing Mercer, DG, but TJ Finley threw two middle school interceptions, bro. Um and and one gave Mercer points right before half, and he can't read a defense, bro. He can't read he can't read that safety. And the second one, the second one was just, I mean, you could have threw a better ball, bro. Like it it was ten yards underthrown, and this, he just threw it right into the safety's chest. And so, um, you know, I, I just I don't see Auburn finishing last in the West, man. Not after what I saw out of LSU last night.
4: Dude, and, like, that's another thing I was going to want to get to. I know we talk about Florida more than anything, but, like, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of Auburn, but I saw highlights from Auburn, and, like, we knew their defense was going to be good. Auburn, I feel like Auburn's one of those schools, like, they're always going to be good enough at defense to win yeah. games.
3: Dude, but Robbie Aster
4: is a dog, son. Like,
3: Dude, did you see the zone play? Um, he, he, for him, Tank big took it to the career, but he was a did, blocker? Yes. 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 Probably, yes. Probably, like, like, And, look, I know they're starting TJ this Saturday, and and I get that because they want to work him in and everything, and, and they want both of them to play and all that for Penn State week three. But, dude, I had Dustin on here yesterday, and we both said, we were like, hey, it's Robbie's job, man. Like, all these people want, they're like, oh, TJ needs to start this week and all that. Look, I want Robbie from start to finish because I want him to get as many game reps as possible before we play Penn State because he's the guy, DG. He's the guy. I saw enough of what I needed. He, he had a play action. He had a play action uh bomb and and one he he underthrew one. He underthrew one to uh Tavarius Dawson. But he hit one and put it right on the I mean put it right on the money, man, right in the breadbasket. So uh, that is what I wanna see. I wanna see him be a little more consistent. Um, a little more accurate on his passes and everything. He kind of threw some balls behind some receivers and everything, but that'll come with time, man. That comes with playing time. That comes with reps, live game action. And I, I'm I'm excited about it because when I talked to Joel Gunderson on the pod, man, I had him on from Oregon. I, I asked him, I was like, dude, Robbie Ashford, like, like who won the Oregon-Auburn trade? Are we really going to be hurting because we lost Bo Nix? And he was like, man, let me tell you, he said, this kid's a, a, a Trey Lance guy, all right? And he said, and I know that sounds crazy, Blake. He was like, but he said, Oregon, he said he, he was their guy in the quarterback room and they never gave him a chance to play. And he was like, and now he's home and you guys have him. And he said, yeah,
4: so. And you, know, and you look, man, you look all around the country. Who's probably, if like, you had to ask people who the top, you know, five, ten quarterbacks in the country.
3: What can all of those quarterbacks
4: do? They can all run.
3: Run. Yeah. Yep. And maybe
4: not even Bryce Sean, bro, Bryce had a hundred yard rushing like, on like five carries. I don't yeah. I don't know if they're designed or if it was just him just taking off and running, but like you have to be able to move. TJ Phil is like a statue back there, man. Like yep. that's not that doesn't work now unless you're top Brady. he's not even close. And it's like the fact that you also have probably two of the best you have maybe depending on your talk talking to, probably one of the top three running back cores in the nation or SEC for sure, possibly in the country.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: you add a quarterback who also can run. Perfect example, look what did. Again, I keep going back to that. It was like, Florida's running back was not as good as Arden. Tank Baseby's a stud. Um, and Jarko is on I think Montreal Johnson and TN can be that good, but it hasn't mm-hmm. been, we haven't seen it enough. So it's like, they might be eventually, but it's like, look what Florida did with three running backs and a quarterback that can scramble and give that bread right a run. Why would that be the same thing for Auburn with two running backs that are proven and a quarterback yeah. Absolutely fly, and has a has a cannon when needed. Like, yeah. I mean, like that's all you need. But why, I I, I was talking to my buddy yesterday. I, like, I think Florida ran maybe six just straight drop back rows. Everything else is some type of play action. It's like mm-hmm. you have a quarterback run and you run the ball successfully you're running backs. It up so much, man. Like you got mm-hmm. someone's got a covered running back. Someone's got to cover quarterback. That takes two people out of the play, and like now you got people fighting. Like it's, it's it adds such an element, and it's like. No one is worried about TJ Philly taking off a running or TJ Exactly. Is no one's worried about him carrying out a bootleg and rolling out to the left. Robbie exactly. he can exactly. to the crib. because can see the hole. <laughs> so What's it's like fact? if you're Auburn, like if you're Brian Harton, it's like what what does it take? You know what I'm mean? saying? Because like you said, you want, like, yeah, you gotta say Penn State this week, so you got one more game county, you get ready for Penn State? It's like you're not just going, you don't want to just throw Robbie Ashley, like, hey, hey, Penn State here, is, baby, go start. Now, I don't think Penn State's great. I don't think Penn State's as good as they have been in the past. But like, you want him again to have reps, even, and you don't want it to be reps against San Jose's trash backups. Like, let him get some some quality time in the second, third, first, second quarter. Like, see what he does against their best. Again, their best is not going to be Penn State's best, but it's still better than playing the third, second, third string. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm sure y'all doing that. You say, but yeah, that from the wide dis even old man, like. He's definitely gotta be he's gotta be the guy at some point. And like if Pine Marshall wants to keep a job once that over, already, he better make that change quick.
3: That's a fact, DG. That's a fact, man. I agree with everything you said there. And and I'm excited about Saturday. I know we're playing San Jose State, man, but I, I really think Ashford takes the reins this Saturday. And I, I think he he secures that job going into Penn State. And one good thing about it too, man, is we play Penn State at home. Uh, so you know he'll he'll be at home. the the crowd will be on his side. He won't have to deal with a hostile environment just yet. And then after Penn State, you if you win that game, uh, you get Missouri at home. Um, you know Missouri is Missouri. Um, you're still at home. No hostile environment. You know crowds on your side. And then you get LSU at home. All right. So these are three big games. All right. That that Robbie's gonna get at home. With the crowd on his side, and, you know, I think he can just take steps, man. And and I want to see it Saturday against uh, San Jose State. And then you make the dreadful trip to Athens, okay? And that'll be the biggest test. And so uh, I, I want him to take the reins Saturday. That's what I'm really looking forward to. But yeah, DG, man, hey. I appreciate you coming on. We've been kicking it. I loved everything you said about Florida, man. The trip, uh, giving us the atmosphere, the raw, live atmosphere. I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, And you breaking down Florida, you know, every position you went through, defense, offense, special teams, the two-point conversion play by AR, man. Billy Napier on the sideline and uh, the media team, just everything, man. The campus, uh, it was it was really really good stuff, and that's what I wanted to accomplish in this episode, man. Is I wanted that raw reaction from Gainesville, so I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you picking your uh, your one highlighted game. Uh, from this coming up Saturday. And what we're going to do is we're going to have another episode this week, and we're going to break down those games, those big highlighted matchups, like a Tennessee pit, and the two that you mentioned that we talked about, like Arkansas and South Carolina, uh, BYU-Baylor, uh, games like that, man, uh, really exciting, Alabama-Texas. So another big weekend of college football, and I'm extremely excited. DG, man, I appreciate you, and we'll wrap this one up, all right? Sure. More damn eagle. Later. Okay.